Marijuana use led to crack cocaine and heroin use, and I couldn't get enough. I was willing to do anything to get my next high, including using men to get what I wanted. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Lay. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution. God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Lay. Hi, this is Evangelist On Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers in a real God. Lately, we've been talking about the reality of the path that drug use leads a person to, and it's not a good one. It is plagued with dangers, putting people in vulnerable situations, exploitations. And in our last show, we had Catherine Wissenand describe how she was raised having a lot of insecurities and awkwardness that she never felt like she fit in with anyone. I mean, it's very relatable. She grew up with a lot of needs, and one of those needs was what all people desire. It's the need to be accepted. No matter where she went, she never felt accepted until she started meeting the crowd that smokes marijuana. She felt like if she smoked, she was suddenly accepted, and she found herself doing it so much that it would affect her life. Marijuana introduced her to her first husband, but the relationship ended after so much toxicity in the marriage. She was selling and using marijuana, and she met another man who introduced her to crack cocaine. Her body became so addicted to this high that she started learning how to use sex in order to get money or more drugs. Today, she's got to talk about the truth and where her path in life led her to a place of shock. Catherine, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me on. Catherine, thanks so much for joining us again. Now, I know today you're an on-fire Christian who reads the Bible faithfully, and that is amazing. But that's because your life has thrown a lot of difficulty through the pathway to drugs that you're going to share today. Going back to our last show, describe how the addiction to this drug became so consuming that you would just move and live wherever the drugs were. Tell us about that. So after I was introduced to smoking crack cocaine and using IV heroin, I needed it. I couldn't live without it. And what wound up happening was I went to go live with this really old man who was a drug dealer because the guy that had introduced me to the drugs went to jail. And so I just went where I knew the drugs were. Wow. So like there was no home for you. It was home was wherever the drugs were and they were just like fine with that. Yeah. I had burned so many bridges with my parents at the time for being deceptive that I didn't have a home to go back to at that point in time. Gosh. So how powerful was this need for drugs? Like, did you sleep much? How was your daily life affected from this addiction? Yeah, my whole entire life was surrounded in drug use. I remember at the time I had tried to sign up for school and I wound up dropping out because I was doing drugs instead of going to class. I had a hard time keeping jobs because I would stay up all night doing drugs and then try to go to work the next day and be unable to. Wow, that sounds like a pretty unstable life. But I understand the old guy that you lived with, uh, he really digged you. He had the hots for you. Is that right? Yes. Yikes. How old were you at that time? 19. So that would have normally scared you because he was like in his 40s, 50s or 50s, something like that? Yeah, I think he was in his 50s. And honestly, in my head, I felt like it was really gross. Okay, so this normally would make you run, but you didn't run and you stayed. Why? 
he had access to crack and heroin, so I stayed. Wow. And I understand that you were put into a horrible situation by this guy and the other guys where something happened to your car. Tell us about that. It was late at night one night, and I went to go leave this old guy's house, and it was in a bad kind of drug neighborhood. Mm. I backed out of my parking spot, and I hit a van that was parked, obviously, in the way. Like his van? This was just a group of five guys. Got it. So it was one of their vans. Yes. And they got out and they told me that if I came with them, then I would not have to face any legal consequences of having hit their van. Really? And I was under the influence of drugs, not thinking clearly. And I just said, okay, yeah, let's go. Not really knowing what to expect about what was going to happen. Wow. So these five guys start leading you somewhere. I mean, they kind of are blackmailing you at this point, right? Oh, yeah. It was 100% blackmail because either I came with them or they were going to call the police. And I was going to obviously face the consequences of hitting their van. But on top of it, I was under the influence of drugs, which would be, you know, worse consequence if the police were to show up. Wow. And so where did they lead you? Yeah. So I got in the van with them and they were all just talking crap about women as we drove over to a place that I didn't really know where I was going. It was a couple of miles away, an apartment building. They led me out of the van and upstairs into this apartment building. And there was other people in that apartment when we got there. It was dirty. They took me to a back room where there was just a mattress on the ground. And as they led me in there, you know, there was some in front of me and some behind me. So I couldn't really do anything. Oh no. And I kind of started to realize in my head, like, oh my gosh, this is what's happening right now. So I got back to the bedroom and they just pushed me down on the bed and started taunting me, teasing me, making fun of my body, taking my clothes off and taking turns having sex with me and also just touching me inappropriately. They were raping you. Yeah. You must have been frozen in shock at this moment. Yeah. I couldn't. I was just like, okay, this is happening. And I think my mind kind of went somewhere else. I am so sorry, Catherine. So in this moment, then it must have been, you must have been horrified in this moment. What was going through your mind while this is happening? Horrified. I was just kind of spacing out. I couldn't believe that I had put myself into this situation. So honestly, I kind of went straight to like self-blame because I agreed to go. I went there with them. I should have known better about what was going to happen. And I just felt dirty and ashamed. I can't believe it. This was basically a blackmailed gang rape that was occurring. Exactly. Now, I understand that you didn't run from the men because they're surrounding you and afterwards it's not like you just were gone that the desire for drugs was so strong despite the evil that just occurred that you still came back to the same guys for more drugs is that right yeah exactly so here's the worst part as we're driving away i'm getting their phone numbers because i know that they sell crack cocaine and heroin and i just found a new source for the drugs so you basically tucked all that emotional trauma yes How does a person go through something like that? I think I just started to only care about the drugs and not myself or anything else. And then the drugs, using more drugs on top of it, just 
piled on more layers of covering up anything that had ever happened. So this makes it very easy for you at this point to give your body up for drugs at this point. Is that right? Well, yeah. And then I could turn the situation around on them because instead of them taking advantage of me, then I'm taking advantage of them to get drugs from them. Interesting. I want to talk more about that on the next show. Let's stop here because I understand you got deeper into another drug that took this to a whole new level of trauma. Catherine, thank you so much for opening up and revisiting such a horrific and traumatic event. It really does demonstrate the dangers of drug use and hanging around this sort of thing. Now, how the face of evil is truly there, let this serve as a warning to all who would consider using drugs, okay? Catherine, thank you so much for being brave and sharing this. Many, I believe, are being helped by your courage to share this. Thank you, An. Don't go anywhere. Let's really spiritually dissect some of what you just heard right after the break. Hey guys, it's me again. Let me be real and upfront with you. People are calling in and getting saved and set free by the power of the gospel that is preached on this show through powerful testimonies. I remember one night I was working the phones and a man in about his 30s called in. He was a business owner who was addicted to cocaine and he was living in California. He said he was driving and he heard our show about a former drug addict and he felt convicted that he wasn't living his life right and he gave his life to Jesus that very night. To me, this is a powerful reminder that God is moving through this real and raw show to touch the lives of others. Will you help us reach other cities all across America? You may be able to donate maybe $5 a month, maybe $10, some of you $25, maybe more. Anything helps. Help us to spread the gospel to America as we are believing for a great harvest of souls for the kingdom of God in this time and in this era. But we can't do it without you. Don't just sit there. Go to AwakeningTheNations.com and join the movement to get these testimonies to help others. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. What is going on in your mind about this? I'm really saddened that Catherine was gang raped like that. The power of the drugs, the power of needing acceptance, the power of fearing mankind really became a snare to her. It's so sad because when someone is snared, they're caught by force. Think about this. What really stood out to me that after she was raped, she was so ensnared that she couldn't stand up for herself. As long as she could get more drugs, she was still there with the same people, her perpetrators. It's almost like an animal walking along, sniffing the bait, enjoying a bite here or there, and then the trap closes on the animal's leg. And though the animal is in pain, it just cannot get out of the situation. This is what happened to Catherine. Let's think deeper. Can you imagine? She went from being someone who was simply fearing what others would think of her and willing to do anything to get acceptance from others to suddenly manipulating and using her body for more of what made her feel good inside. It's almost like this thing began to change her. And it all came from this ability to endure or reject temptation. She could not reject the temptation. It was such a lure. And the purpose of Catherine's life was to dive into the temptation, not even to resist it. Her purpose was to fulfill that temptation 100%. And what does ancient scripture say about this? In Hebrews 4, verses 15 through 16, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. I'm sharing this because... Sometimes we wonder, would God truly understand Catherine's struggles? Would God understand? Well, it says right here that Jesus was tempted in all ways, 
but he overcame. That means that he was tempted more than Catherine was. Well, where? Where was Jesus tempted with drugs? Well, do you remember the time when Satan tempted him with all the glories of the world and offered it to Jesus if he only bowed down to him? You see, Jesus resisted and held fast to the word of God. Beloved, that means that no matter what we're going through, no matter what the addiction, no matter what the temptation, God can give us the mercy and the grace and the help for us to endure that temptation, to overcome it. Is this true what I'm telling you? It is, beloved. It's very true. You don't have to be in bondage to sin anymore. You can be set free in Jesus Christ. And we can learn more about that in Catherine's testimony as you listen on. Where are you at with this? Have you always felt like you couldn't help but give in to temptation? Father God, I'm praying for the person who's saying, gosh, Lord, I'm so weak. I'm so weak. I just give in all the time and I hate myself because of that. Lord Jesus, let us understand the truth that we have the power through you and through knowing you to overcome these things, to overcome our next temptation. Lord Jesus, forgive us of our sins. Forgive us of believing the lie and giving in to the temptations. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. If you want to know more about us or to make a tax-deductible donation, please check us out at AwakeningDonations.com. That's AwakeningDonations.com. See you next time.